This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The NHL regular season is winding down with the Stanley Cup playoffs just around the corner. On Lombardi Line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi, VSIN hockey analyst Andy McNeil was asked, what team does he like in the NHL futures market? The price has been, been higher at points this season, but I think given their recent play, the way they've been firing, uh, pretty much on all cylinders since the trade deadline with the acquisition of Taylor Hall and some of the other minor pieces that they added. Um, the Bruins at plus 1,300 to win the Stanley Cup is, is, is probably the best bet of the, 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 the contenders, the true contenders right now as far as the Stanley Cup futures price goes. They were up uh, higher than that earlier, but I, I, still, I still like them there. I don't think they're going to get the, uh, the division title uh, as I would have hoped uh, backing them earlier in the season at around 3-1. to one. Um, they're now plus 800, uh, so that that's not going to, to come to fruition. But um, I still really like this team, the way they're heading into the playoffs, um, getting hot at the right time, finding chemistry. Um, the, the second line of Taylor Hall, Craig Smith, and David Krejci is everything that the Boston Bruins could have hoped it would have been and more. Um, and they've finally got a really, really great one-two punch, uh, you know, adding to what they had in Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchant, and David Pasternak, the latter of whom, uh, has to really get it going because he's been uh, faltering as of late. But um, this Boston team has uh, uh, is set up really good to head into the playoffs and, and be the favorite in, in any series in the East Division. Leeson hockey expert Andy McNeil on Lombardi Line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Weekdays from noon to 2 Eastern weekends from 10 to noon Eastern on VSIN. The Avalanche are the plus 450 favorite to win the Stanley Cup. The Golden Knights plus 550. Carolina Hurricanes plus 750, as are the Lightning and Maple Leafs, the Bruins and the Penguins and Capitals at 13 to 1. On a numbers game with Gil Alexander, pro better and point spread weekly contributor Jason Weingarten discussed with Gil the prop bet on who will hit the most home runs this season in Major League Baseball. I like uh, Jordan Alvarez 50 to one, even though he's all the way down with like what two or three home runs. He uh, gave the rest of the field a month head start. Uh, I think he'll close that gap very quickly. 50 to one is a pretty good number. Uh, besides that, it's tough because you have so many guys bunched up. You can really make cases for you know five, ten different guys. So you got to pick a name. You know, like Nick Castellanos 30 to one is a, a really good price at the moment for a guy who's in the lead. He plays in a home run positive ballpark. Um, what about Chris Bryant at 60 to one? Uh, I don't love it. Oh, is he still, he's 20 to one at Westgate. Um, We're showing so 60 to one at 60, William Hill. Oh yeah. I mean, if you can get a 60 to one, you know, go get it. I can't bet that 60 to one at Will Hill. They'll give me like 14 bucks on it. <laughs> um, 14. But yeah, Sorry, if you sir, get 14. 60 to 1 when Westgate has 20, I'd, I'd definitely do it. Jason Weingarten, a pro better and point spread weekly contributor on the numbers game with Gil Alexander. That is heard weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern here on VSIN. Our VSIN experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com. And you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna.
Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal no matter what sport or season and this spring you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America. We are live here from Las Vegas as well as Denver, Colorado. I'm Adam Candy. We're here at the South Point Sportsbook enjoying a great Saturday to come with the Major League Baseball slate and National Hockey League slates completely full. NBA winding down toward the play-in tournament and my man James Salinas in Denver. I always love when I can look into our rundown for the show and see a lot of games in bold. James, you got a lot of games that you're interested in today. I like it. That means we're going to have a lot to talk about throughout the show. Wake up and fire, Adam. That's what we do on the weekends. And here we go. Saturday morning. Good good morning to you, my friend. Let's get after it. All right. Well, let's get after it. And I'd love to get right after it with the Yankees and the Nationals. But, of course, uh, we're not getting full cooperation on that one right now for what could be one of the better pitching matchups of the day with Max Scherzer on the bump for the Washington Nationals at Yankee Stadium against Corey Kluber, who has sort of found that form, albeit against a couple of weaker opponents in his last couple of starts. But Yankees minus 115, Nationals plus 105, with a total of eight juiced to the under. Uh, this game last night was tied at three into the late innings, and the Yankees bullpen for the second straight day imploded. Uh, Nationals, you don't often get plus money on Max Scherzer, James. I couldn't resist, Adam. Yeah, exactly right. You rarely see Max Scherzer. And it's a small dog, right? You're getting plus 105, and that's what I took. I did roll with I did roll with Max Scherzer here, and and partly because obviously with Scherzer getting better, he just came off of a, a well, and a Marlins team that hasn't been hitting the baseball that great this season, but you know, fired a complete game his last time out, which was last Sunday, and considering he actually has an extra day of rest here, you know, it was last Sunday, now into Saturday, I did not realize i think adam i'm gonna have to find another site to use when it comes to weather because a lot of times i don't like to get involved with these games when we're seeing weather where rain delay where rain delay beforehand is one thing but within the game where we don't want to have a pitcher like scherzer if we're betting on him and we get a rain delay where he might not be able to come back out i didn't realize it was going to rain all i saw was what was it was going to be overcast nothing like that to the extent that they were going to have to delay this game here but 
That said, I did play the Nats here, not only because of Scherzer, but also you mentioned it with the Yankees, blew the game in the from the bullpen in the eighth inning. They also blew a game the other day against the Astros from their bullpen, but defensively too committed three errors within that inning to really blow help blow that game open last night in that 11 to 4 loss to the Nats. Yankees right now just not a team playing very clean baseball. Not great approaches at the plate. Yes, they do have the capacity and we know that to to drive the ball over the fence, hard ball and yard ball for the Yankees. But in this case here, just the team that is not playing very well. And I know Kluber has been getting his arm stretched out. Very good appearance last week. But like you said, a couple the last couple starts against some of the weaker opponents here. Not that the Nats have been hitting the baseball great, but we did get Juan Soto back into the lineup for the Nationals. He had been banged up with a shoulder injury, but able to play the DH role. Doesn't have to utilize that shoulder to throw it. Just go out there and hit it. And he hit one over the yard, too. So I did back the Nats here, plus 105. You ask, I deliver. On break, check your email. I will. I sent you the site that I use for Major League Baseball weather that gives me a pretty good rundown at the beginning of the day of the games that might have some sort of weather impact to them. Maybe you already know about it, but that's the one that I use most often. And uh, this is a game that I wanted in on as well, James, and I had it a little bit different. Uh, I had first five under four. It already had gone down from four and a half, but I was able to find four with the juice in my favor at minus 105, largely based Based on the history that you see for a lot of the Yankees against Max Scherzer, uh, they are a team that does strike out a fair amount, not as much uh, in the last few games here, but a team that Max Scherzer likely to have some success against. And then Corey Kluber, uh, you mentioned the fact that he had had a good turn last time out. He struck out 10 Detroit Tigers and Corey Kluber seems to really have embraced reinventing himself without the four seam fastball slider. And now a changeup that is darting all over the place. Go check out my, uh, my favorite pitching ninja account to see more about that, but played that. And I think another one you can look at if this game ultimately does go off, if you could find it is John Carlos Stanton has been on a tear right now. And in 21 at bats against Max Scherzer does have three home runs. He's as hot as you're going to get at this moment. Plus 320 to hit a home run today. Uh, not a bet that I would say rush to the window to get, but not a bad price uh, for a guy going the way that Stanton has. Uh, let's jump forward here, James. And I'm going to move around the baseball card a little bit. We'll hit everything as we go along. But that's the only early game that we need to get folks caught up on for right this moment. And, of course, it is in a rain delay in New York. Let's skip forward to the Padres and the Giants. And that game is a 4.05 Eastern start. And I did not expect that we would be saying at this point of the season – the team with the best run differential in the National League is the San Francisco Giants. And this is a good pitching matchup today. Joe Musgrove, of course, who has the no-hitter for San Diego this year against Kevin Gosman, who's been sort of reborn here later in his career. Minus 128 on the Padres. Giants at home, plus 118. That totals all the way down at 7. Not only the run differential like you spoke to, who expected the Giants to be leading the NL West at this point in the season? And we know, yeah, they got 30-plus games in, so a long way to go for the Major League Baseball season to conclude. But the fact that they're ahead the way that they have been, a lot of it is because of how well they've played at home. 11-3 and three at home, as well as their pitching. Their pitching has been very stellar. Now, they've been utilizing the bullpen a lot early in the season. We'll see how sustainable that is over the course of the next five months of the Major League Baseball season. But Kevin Gossman, pitching very well for the Giants gets the ball again tonight and aside from the the one start against the Reds where he did give up five earned runs his other five starts have resulted in a total 
of four earned runs total collective and has got a minimum of six innings in all six of his starts this season so he is actually one of those that they haven't had to go to the bullpen a lot for he's been eating a lot of innings and was able to do that last week too six innings pitched against san diego one earned run in that matchup uh, so i did this is i think we've been talking about baseball now for the last month adam when we're on the show i think you know we've been talking finding different angles you talked about the prop with john carlos Stanton to go yard plus 320 different ways to approach it i've been approaching a lot of these props player props that i haven't had access to before until this year with legalized sports betting here in colorado a lot of pitcher props too but in this case i did play a full nine kind of similar to the nats with going with scherzer i took the giants i have it plus 118 you said that number is still continuing to tick up uh, but i just feel like the padres continue to be overvalued right now based on the preseason expectations and all the hype and everything that was rolling in with the padres going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, but Right now, you know, Musgrove pitched very well, obviously had the no-hitter a week, his second start against the Rangers, but since that performance has only had one quality start in his last four starts and going up here against this Giants team, I just feel like the Giants are playing a hungrier band of, brand of baseball right now and the Padres still trying to work through some injuries, especially in that bullpen and, the, and within the pitching staff, so I did take the Giants plus their price, plus 115 playing at home where they've done very well so far this season. Good pitching matchup. One place in the Bay Area, we have another good pitching matchup across the Bay with the Rays and the A's with Tyler Glass now, who has been outstanding on the young season for the Tampa Bay Rays. Going up against Frankie Montez for the Oakland Athletics. Rays minus 132, A's plus 122, 407 Eastern start. Total of seven and a half. That is fairly heavily juiced to the under here at the South Point in Las Vegas. Uh, James, what's your play here? I did play. I, I played a prop here. So looking at the A's going with Montas, but not the typical play that I would look at. I was looking at his innings pitched and where did I want to go with this? I wanted to back Glasnow and, and take the Rays here and digging into the Rays. They've been hitting the baseball a lot better away from Tropicana Field. But in this case, I, I, I wanted to back Glasnow. I did not because I've been having concerns with the offense for the Rays being consistent enough to string together a number of hits to get some run support for Glasnow in this, especially on the road here going to Oakland, which is definitely a pitcher's park. Uh, but the problem with the Rays is, is they are near the bottom of the league when it comes to batting average, and this is not a good stat you want to be in. They lead the league when it comes to strikeouts across the bigs. So what do I do? I go and I play the Montas strikeout prop under. Whatever reason, I'm just feeling like he's just not a guy that is he, – he, he pitches the contact. He's not a blowaway guy. Pitches up in the zone a lot. Uh, his strikeouts are sitting there at five and a half. It's juiced to the over, and maybe it's just me being frugal and always wanting to find those plus prices. I'm going to bet that under five and a half strikeouts plus $1.20. Looking at the way that he's pitched so far this season, uh, he, he had five strikeouts in a, in a start at Trop Field back in, in April. Uh, he went six innings, had five Ks. He's only had more than five Ks in just one start so far this season. Pitching to a lot of contact. feel like the Rays will be able to put the ball in play, not getting behind in the count here. So that's the way I'm going with this game, Adam. Frankie Montas, under five and a half Ks, plus $1.20. Not a lot of history for the batters against Montas. And you look at uh, only Zanino and Meadows with significant strikeouts against him 
Lau, Kiermaier, Wendell, all guys who have been a little bit more successful in terms of putting the ball in play in that Tampa Bay lineup. Uh, that is information per baseball savant. One more earlier baseball game to get to, and we'll touch the rest of the card as we go. Twins and the Tigers are a 4-10 Eastern start. This is Jose Ureña at home for the Tigers. Jose Barrios on the road for the Twins. Twins are big favorites, minus 180. All right, James, I know the way you generally look at games, but are you bold enough to be looking at the Tigers here, or was there a prop that you liked somewhere within this game? Going with the latter there, Adam. Yeah, yeah, I was not bold enough to go with the Tigers team. That there, This is one of the teams that's actually living up to preseason expectations, if you <laughs> want to call it that. Playing horrible, right? They, they got off to a good start, right? The, the opening the the opening series against the Tribe, but they're 9-24. and 24. They are the only team in the big leagues yet to be able to notch double digits in the win column here. So not a team that I want to back as far as the Tigers go, but a pitcher that I'm willing to back here with, with Jose Irena. He's pitched very well. The last four starts, he's gone seven innings in each one of those starts, allowing a, allowing a collective seven earned runs. So, And I think they're going to want him to eat some innings today. He's fully capable of doing that, really doing a good job of keeping the ball down. Uh, and so not pitching, pitching to contact, keeping the ball down, a lot of ground balls here and looking at this from the another prop that I found for again it was uh, his outs are plus 100 sitting at over 16 and a half outs I feel like he can get into the sixth inning here I think they're going to stretch him out to do that and so that's the way that I'm going here Jose Hirena over 16 and a half outs plus 100 even money Let's get over to the National Basketball Association for a moment here, James, because we have a team that I think is worth talking about that I didn't expect when I was looking forward on the schedule a couple of weeks that this would be a team we had a lot to discuss. But how about the Washington Wizards? Uh, this has been a surprising run for the Wizards back into playoff contention. Russell Westbrook has really found the form again. They're laying three and a half tonight, 7-10 Eastern start in Indiana. And how about this? 249 and a half on the total. I wrote it down at 247 and a half about two and a half hours ago. It just continues to tick up. The Wizards are 13-0-2 against the spread in their last 15. Looking at the last game, you can see why. The, the final score the other day from May 3rd was 154 to 141. So obviously, absolutely social distancing. You know, in and out of the lineup for for part of the season here, but you know they're really making obviously making this playoff push. They have plenty to play for, sitting in that final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. But being able to coexist with Russell Westbrook, and I think we've seen Russell Westbrook healthy all season long, very aggressive in his play, both ends of the floor, rebounding, assists. He's really relishing the role of facilitator as well as getting to the cup and putting the ball in the hole. Uh, he had his 34th triple double the other night. This season, incredible, and he is, if he, whenever he gets his next one, which in this case, thinking about the lack of defense on the Indiana Pacers side, especially with Malcolm Brogdon, probably not going to be in the lineup again. He's missed a number of games, I believe, with a hamstring injury. He is definitely their best on-ball defender here. Tough matchup here for the Pacers and a team that does not play well at home. 9-23 and against the spread, 12-20 and overall. 
This is where I think Russell Westbrook is going to get after. I was trying to find a prop here for another triple-double. I couldn't find one because if he gets one tonight, it will be it will be he will tie the big O for the most triple-doubles in National Basketball Association history. So definitely something that he's going to be targeting, plus the fact that they are targeting getting to the playoffs here. And the Pacers, Adam, have just been a, a team I've struggled to try to get a, a handle on all season long. We saw some issues with them and the coaching staff yelling at the players the other day. Uh, and then we're able to bounce back and, and get a big win over the Hawks, although I think maybe the Hawks were a little emotionally flat after putting uh, winning the, the night before, really blasting the Suns by about 30 points. So in this case here i was leaning towards the wizards it was up three last night it's up to three and a half at most shops out here in denver i haven't played this yet but there's only one way that i could play it if i do and i probably will get involved once i get injury reports confirmed is i'm leaning towards the wizards for sure russell westbrook has been outstanding of late it'll be very curious to see what that team can do with the offensive firepower it has if it makes its way into that play-in tournament. We're going to talk a little bit more about the play-in tournament as it's only 10 days away in the remainder of the show because I know James and I like to discuss what teams have motivation and what teams are really still feeling like they have something to play for, even in matchups where it looks like it might be a blowout. Who might be in a little bit longer? Who might have more opportunity to go over some unexpected props? It's coming up later in the show. You are tuned in to VEASAN's Betting Across America from Las Vegas and Denver on the sports betting network Basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open your account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Betting across America rolls on from Las Vegas and Denver. I'm Adam Candy at the South Point here in Nevada. James Salinas joins from Denver, Colorado, as we push forward here with a full slate of Major League Baseball, some NHL, NBA as well. And James, I want to give this game a little bit of uh, time here in this segment since we have a little bit to use. Your hometown Nuggets against the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden continues to be out for the Nets. We know, of course, the Nuggets are on the back-to-back after playing a slugfest against Utah last night. Nets made it all the way up to four. They're back to three and a half now coming into Denver. Total 232 and a half has been on the move up. Brooklyn on a four-game losing streak. Uh, How are you looking at the Nets and the Nuggets tonight? Um, 
looking at the Nets side, as a matter of fact. Just talk about a slugfest last night against the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake. Really competitive game. Great game to watch. I was de- That one was definitely on the big screen last night. And, and looking at that game for the Nuggets, they've been playing, obviously, every, a lot of teams have been dealing with injuries. Nuggets... N- n- as well we know jamal murray unfortunately out for the season with his acl from a handful of weeks back but also within that backcourt a number of injuries will barton he, i know he plays the three but really he's a backcourt player he's been out for a while as well as monte Morris. so they've been very thin in that backcourt have the nuggets and i think that's where from collectively they've been playing really well and playing really hard and very with a lot of really good competitive spirit but i think Watching that game, especially the way that they lost, they looked really just kind of emotionally defeated after that game. And now you're going to travel, coming back home late night to face the Nets team. Yeah, new, the Brooklyn Nets not playing very well right now. Uh, they, and they've we've, they've had some injuries too. We know with, with dealing with Harden, but lost a number of games in a row. But I think now with the Nets, waiting waiting for Denver to get here ready to bounce back anytime you have a team with Kyrie Irving and and Durant on that team that are fully healthy at this point here looking to try to get themselves a win they're really not going to do anything the the number one seed is gone for them I don't know if it really matters for the Nets to get that two or that three seed but it does matter for them to get back on the winning track because they've lost four straight here this is where I went it was three last night like you said it was up to four now it's ticking back down I put them in a money line parlay i'm really i'm really kind of adverse to laying points on the road in the nba but in this case here this is a situational spot that i just feel like for the nuggets they left a lot on the floor last night in utah i just don't know what they're going to have left to play against the nets team that's hungry for a win i like the way you're thinking about it with that team on the back-to-back it's not an automatic thing of course when we talk about these back-to-backs in the nba that you're playing against a certain team but you look at the wear and tear late in the season coming off a road game against a emotional sort of foe in terms of the Utah jazz being at the top of the Western conference and the nuggets trying to prove their metal there. And you say, okay, is this a team that uh, is going to bounce back? Well, the only thing I in particular looked at in this game was Michael Porter jr. On the points prop. I mean, obviously, since the injury to Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. has gone to another level. His usage rate has gone well up. 23 and a half is a hefty number, but think about young legs. If you're thinking about who's tired, if you're thinking about who's going to get the rest, it's more likely that Joker's going to get the rest than Michael Porter Jr. And so I don't necessarily hate 23 and a half on that. Uh, you talk about opportunities for other players, and the one that I can't find a number on, but I would be interested if I could. How about Austin Rivers? Uh, His surgence, I won't even call it a resurgence because we didn't expect there to be a a resurgence for Austin Rivers. 43 points in his last two games over the last three days for the Denver Nuggets. 11 of 16 from three-point range. And that said, I'd want to play against him because that's the sort of thing that for a veteran guy, I don't think can keep up, especially three games in four days. So I would be looking to go against that if I had the opportunity to play something under on Austin Rivers, depending on where that number landed. We have more NBA games that we're interested in as well. Why am I wanting to watch the Warriors and the Thunder tonight? Because there's a prop that I think makes a lot of sense in that game. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday afternoon with us here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Hey, did you know VEASAN.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight? Track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of the action. For example, uh, this game between the Wizards and the Pacers, you're going to need VEASAN.com to track the line moves there because that total might end up at 300 by the time this game goes off. Go to VEASAN.com slash NBA for that. You can also use our parlay calculator to figure out payouts and get all our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's betting research for free at vsin.com. Do I win a medal for getting through that second-to-last sentence, Stephanie? Because that was unbelievable here uh, from the South Point in Las Vegas as we get back to business. It is Betting Across America. Adam Candy and James Salinas. I'm in Las Vegas. He is in Denver, James, let's jump back to Major League Baseball here and get to a few more games happening on the, uh, well, let's just say on the James Salinas interest list. Uh, The Brewers are visiting the Marlins. I will say this was one I was surprised to see your highlighter on as the Brewers, losers of six in a row, are visiting Miami, 6, 10 p.m. Eastern start. They're minus 117. Marlins come back plus 107. That game is sitting at a pregame total of eight. It is juiced to the over ever so slightly, uh, at least here in Las Vegas. Uh, You'll get Hauser going for Milwaukee, still waiting on a starter for the Marlins. Highlighted it because I'm ready to fire on the Marlins again. Uh, sometimes they'll do this in Major League Baseball. We know teams go on streaks, right? Well, they'll win four, five, six games in a row as well as lose four, five, six plus games in a row. And that's exactly where the Brewers are right now. Losers of six straight, not scoring runs. They've only scored 17 runs in their last six games in those losses. The other part, too, with the Brewers, they're banged up. They're banged up. They've been banged up in the lineup for, for, for quite a bit of the season. We've talked about some of the players that are up there with the bat in their hands that really haven't had a lot of big league experience as well as their 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 pitching staff and their bullpen has got some injuries to it as well also the fact that they haven't had an off day since April 22nd so it's been they've been grinding through early in the season here through those six losses and with Miami sometimes it's it's more so just rolling over tickets I've taken them the last two nights have the Marlins they've won four in a row I've been on them the last two nights and so I'm ready to just continue to roll that ticket over because I like how they're playing definitely playing as a different team I think when they're playing down in Miami but I need to find out who exactly is going to be the starter sounds like most likely if they haven't decided on a starter it's going to be one of those bullpen days one of those opener scenarios for the Miami Marlins here so I'll wait to see it because I don't have a number on that on that game right now so ultimately I highlighted it because it's just kind of one of those things that sometimes in the season I'll just look to ride a team on that hot streak so in this case here I like where Miami is and I just think the Brewers right now with the injuries that they have not hitting the baseball very well and grinding out through until they get an off day here coming up in a few days just a tough situation right now for the Brewers playing the Marlins. I don't know how this seems to happen that we get every Garrett Richards game on this show when uh, when you and I are on, but Boston visiting Baltimore. Zach Lowther gets the start for Baltimore, and our man Garrett Richards going for the Red Sox minus one thirty one O's plus one twenty one total up to nine seven oh five Eastern start. Uh, should I assume that Garrett Richards is involved in your handicap? 
<laughs> Absolutely. And, and he's pitched okay the last couple times out. Definitely pitched better than how he started the season for his new with his new teammates there in Boston. Uh, the problem here, though, is I, I'm looking. I was wanting to bet the over here. So I'm going to wait and make sure I see what the lineups are going to look like for both teams. Uh, partially a bet against against Richards, but also we're, we're going to see a rookie left-hander coming in for the Orioles. He's got one big league inning to his credit here, and it's going to be another one of those opener. How long does he go? And then they'll dig into the, the Orioles' bullpen. So I think from that standpoint, is it an inning? Is it one time through the lineup? I like the way that the Red Sox... Adam, the Red Sox are one of those teams that I actually appreciate their approach at the plate. This is a team that does it, that looks to try to work counts. They like to go the other way with the pitch. They're not a pull-happy team. J.D. Martinez has been having a spectacular season, as well as a number of his other uh, teammates within that lineup, because I really feel like it's this collective approach that we're seeing from the Red Sox at the dish based on game. They have a game plan going in for each each you know each opponent and each pitcher. Now, in this case here, with this rookie left-hander going for the Orioles not really sure what that's going to look like as far as how long he's going to go and what the game plan is going to be probably more so let's try to work some counts and get a, a better feel for it if we get a second goal around against him within that lineup don't suspect we'll see that like how the ball carries out there at Camden Yards too so I was looking to bet the over here but I'm going to wait until I know exactly who's going to be in the lineups for both teams tonight. Well, there's not a lot of mystery when you look at baseball in 2021. The teams that make contact, simply make contact, are going to be in better shape than the teams that don't. And I know that sounds elementary, but it's harder and harder to make contact in Major League Baseball with the guys throwing at high velocity out of the bullpen. You look at this Boston team, they strike out the second least in all of Major League Baseball. And the measure that I like to use, one of the advanced stats, uh, weighted run, one, haha, weighted runs created plus they lead baseball in that stat and there's no mystery to me as to why Boston has had a successful offensive season thus far Houston and the Angels up there in that stat as well they are also teams that tend not to strike out a lot in fact Houston's success for a few years has been related to their ability to make contact Arizona's on a four-game losing streak Kansas City is on a six-game losing streak. The Angels are on a four-game losing streak. Uh, let's see here. The Mets offense can't do anything, James. And I know this wasn't one of the games that you necessarily had highlighted, but I'm curious what you think of this New York Mets team as they face the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Minus 140 are the Mets. D-backs plus 130. Pre-game total is sitting at eight. And I can't quite figure out uh, what is wrong with this New York Mets team. Merrill Kelly goes for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Mets actually have not announced a starter as yet. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Mets team? Looking at the Mets, well, I'm not, and I don't have any concerns about their chemistry, right? This is a team that is definitely joining hands and locking arms and very cohesive in that clubhouse or even down the tunnel. Uh, just looking at to seeing what the furry critters are that are running around, <laughs> running around City Field out there and, and having some fun with that. Uh, yeah, tongue in cheek for sure. I don't know. I think, I, I think Adam, this is what we see with these teams that throw a lot of money and really, you put a lot of money out there. You have high expectations that come with the high payroll, and then you have to mix a lot of personalities and a lot of big egos. A lot to manage off the field for the New York Mets as well as a number of other teams. I just think there's definitely some chemistry issues going on right now, and it really plays out as to how they're performing on the field as well. 
Those other losing streaks I mentioned, I have more interest in those. We'll talk about them when we come back. It's VEASAN's Betting Across America. Get in the ring with BetMGM, and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the championship boxing showdown between Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and experience fight night with the king of sportsbooks. Don't forget to watch live on DAZONE May 8th, that is tonight, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to Betting Across America from VEASAN Studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. That's where I am. I'm Adam Candy. In the basement bunker in Denver, Colorado, is James Salinas. We've been talking about some Major League Baseball props that we like. Uh, We're going to jump over to some breaking news out of the NBA, though. And the Philadelphia 76ers, not surprisingly, uh, might find themselves short Joel Embiid and perhaps Ben Simmons tonight. Uh, Shocking that they might try to rest those guys in this particular game, James. I say that big time tongue-in-cheek. One website listed Ben Simmons questionable with back tightness and said Joel Embiid questionable with, quote, a bad case of the Pistons. Uh, obviously, they're just going to call it knee soreness and potentially rest him. Still Sixers sitting here at 10.5 at the South Point with a total of 218.5. No play for me here. What, did watch that that Sixers game. Did have them in a money line parlay last night just to squeak out a win. They ended up closing, I think, around 11 or 12-point favorite once news of Zion Williamson, Williamson being out with, the, I think, a broken finger, ring finger, whatever happened to him the other day. And so they were definitely shorthanded were the Pelicans. And uh, But Sixers really couldn't hold on the lead. They had a double-digit lead late in the third quarter and kind of sleptwalked through that fourth quarter and fell behind and actually had to, to gut out and come back and win by just the deuce. So I think that's kind of where the Sixers are right now. They're sitting pretty in that number one seed, sitting three games ahead of both the Bucks and the Nets with just the five games left to play for them. So, yeah, I think they're pretty much solidified in that spot. Not surprising the case of the Pistons tonight, knowing that, yeah, this is the night. If you're going to take a night off after the back-to-back instead of the front end, do it on the back end here, especially with Embiid. And they really had to, to, to put out, I think, more energy than what they expected going against the shorthanded Pelicans team. But in this case here, a number like that and who's going to play or not going to play for the Sixers. And then the same kind of thing with the Pistons clearly looking ahead to next year. Plenty of players not performing or being on the court for the Pistons. No interest here for me. Jeremy Grant Grant is questionable to go for the Detroit Pistons in that game. 7.30 Eastern start in Tampa for the Toronto Raptors 
and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizz are actually uh, want to quickly update that news on Embiid and Simmons has knocked the Sixers down to, uh, to nine points from ten and a half here at the South Point, unsurprisingly. That Grizzlies and Raptors game sees Memphis laying five and a half on the road. That's ticked up here in the last few minutes. 227 the total. Raptors, I mean, they're not tanking at this point, but they certainly don't have a whole lot to play for as such. No Fred Van Vliet, no Kyle Lowry, no OG Ananobi here tonight as the Grizzlies continue their playoff push. Looking at the number right now, Adam, that is ticked up to five and a half. I did do this one last night when I was looking at the injuries or the injury list for Toronto. And when it talked about the the rest situation when it come for Van Fleet as well as Lowry. That game the other night, overtime loss, tough loss for for the Wizards. That was really the last shot for Toronto to get themselves into that final playoff spot in the East. I think that was that was the towel. That's it for that that's really it for the Raptors. Team unlike any other team in the NBA really home away from home down as Tampa you know Tampa Bay Raptors all season long just a tough situation for those guys and that team all season having to be away from home I think this team now clearly with the fact that not only with the injuries that you mentioned but with the 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 rest situation for Lowry and Van Fleet if they were truly still trying to fight I mean they're they're four, four games out of that spot with five to play just not likely to get in there they realize that they know that they put all they put it all on the line the other day lost in overtime to the Wiz, I think in this case here. The Grizzlies, they need to play better. Have not been playing well the very the last couple of weeks, but in this spot here, this is part of the other money the the other leg of that money line parlay that I did with the Nets to beat the Nuggets. I'm also have the Grizzlies over the Raptors. I'm getting back about plus one fifty ish on that money line parlay. So not have to worry about the numbers for either of those teams, but I think here with the Grizzlies, uh, clearly they're trying to get themselves right as they're rolling into the playoffs here coming up shortly because they will be in that play-in situation against the Raptors team that's ready to go leave the beach that they've been living on in Tampa and get back to their own friendly confines uh, across the border. The season's over for the Raptors. So I want to talk about a couple of big favorites that are teams that, well, some of them are involved in that play-in situation, some are not. And then we'll talk a little bit about this motivation idea down the last week of the regular season here. But I want to kind of compare and contrast. The Rockets are visiting the Jazz. The Thunder are visiting the Warriors. These games are within about a point of each other in terms of the spread. And both the Rockets and the Thunder are pretty much in the same boat at this point. They're the worst teams in the Western Conference. They're playing extremely shorthanded. But one of these teams is the Utah Jazz. And one of these teams is the Golden State Warriors. And I know the Jazz are on the back-to-back. I would assume you're going to see some rest uh, for key players on the Jazz here. But... What do you think about the fact that the Warriors, still without Kelly Oubre and Eric Pascal, are in a spot where they're laying basically the same amount of points as the Jazz? Because to me, that strikes a little bit odd. I think of looking at the schedule, and so I want to see, that's what I'm digging into is, yes, they know they're big favorites tonight. What does that look like for the Jazz as far as how many minutes they're going to play? Really competitive game, great game, fun game, exhausting game against that Nuggets team. Both teams really put it out there last night. And looking at the schedule, I think that's where we got to see. You talk about motivation, and clearly for the Warriors, I think they're sitting, pre- they're sitting in a good spot as far as where they currently are in the 
the NBA standings. You know, they're they're sitting in the eighth spot, not probably going to catch the Lakers three games back with just five to play, uh, but still hanging around where they got five. They're a four-game lead over the Pelicans, so does it really matter to be the eight or the nine or the ten at this point, knowing that you've pretty much secured your spot? And then you talk about the Jazz. Well, looking at the schedule for both of these teams, that's who they face next. Both there is going to be a showdown between the Warriors and the Jazz on Monday. So maybe more incentive to get after it come Monday, especially maybe for the Jazz, because he's looking at the if you look at the standings and you see where the Jazz are sitting, uh, it, they're, they're just sit one game ahead right now of the Phoenix Suns for that overall number one seed in the West. Now, to me, that is definitely something to play for. Playing the Rockets tonight, well, how much energy do you really have to expend to make sure it's not about covering that huge number and that's why I'm not going to play that side or that game I'm staying away from the Rockets totally and I don't want to lay a big number like that with the Jazz knowing that they do need the game I think they want to have that number one seed overall because they'll have the best record overall in the NBA so if they did make the finals they'll get that advantage there as well but just one game ahead of the Suns with a a bigger game on deck against the Warriors I kind of suspect we'll see potentially both of these teams looking ahead in the fact that let's just get through this game let's get the w and then on to that showdown on monday i think there's a big question to be asked here when it comes to the warriors as to that 8 9 10 situation because let's talk about the play in getting to the 8 guarantees you two cracks at getting into the playoffs whereas in that 9 10 you really do find yourself in a do or die spot more than once so i think there is some motivation for the warriors to go out tonight and and have a solid game I just don't know that I like them laying the same number that the Jazz are. Uh, Yes, Lou Dort is questionable for Oklahoma City. Both of those teams, Oklahoma City and the Rockets, are uh, one and nine overall in their last ten. They've got nothing to play for in the spot. But uh, if I were to lay that number, I'm not going to either way. But if I were, I would be more inclined to do it here with the Jazz. Uh, As we look at the motivation factor here, James, a couple minutes left in this segment. How are you evaluating, especially in the NBA here over these last few games, the motivation of some of these teams, both playing for seeding and the ones at the bottom who are playing for nothing? Looking at, let's talk about the Nuggets, for instance. All the energy they had expended last night against that Jazz team. Yeah, they are sitting one game out of the three spot with the Clippers. But in this case, does the three or the four? Because they're clearly at the fo- at worst, the Nuggets are going to be four. They got a five-game lead. They're stuck in the four spot, maybe the three spot, not going to get up to the two spot. So does the three or the four really matter? I, I think for the Nuggets, especially thinking about where they're at currently and now the fa- they all the injuries that they've had now, and, and they've this is going to be tonight is going to be their fifth game in eight days. It's really been a grind of a season for them based on the injuries post all-star break here. So I think about the, the motivation right there. Does three really matter to the nuggets as opposed to four, or does it just try to get these last few games out of the way, get healthy. And if you're going into the four, Hey, we we're battle tested here. We've got some mental toughness for all the adversity that we faced here, but does it really need to expend that much energy to try to get to the three? I think that's part of it too, where you're currently seated and who is trailing or who's behind you right now. There's no one behind the nuggets. So I think in that case, not only looking at the motivation, but also just thinking about where the schedule is, where have they 
been this past week and then what do they have left on deck? So certain teams like that, I think that has to be key too. So not only motive, but also what does the rest of the schedule look like for these handful of games to play out this final week of the NBA season is key as well. The one thing I like tonight in particular with the Warriors game is Draymond Green. The assist prop is sitting at nine and a half on Draymond Green. I know that feels like a big number, but think of the fact that the Warriors have to keep winning here to ensure they stay out at that 9-10. So while I don't like them as 14-point favorites, I do think Draymond Green has a pretty good chance of going over that number. He's going to get the minutes. He's going to be facilitating. And Steph Curry is making so many shots right now that it increases the chances for Draymond Green to pick up those assists. Baseball, basketball, hockey, much more when we come back with the second hour of Betting Across America from VEASAN. 